When do I get out of here, Warden? Tomorrow. You go back to your cell now as if nothing's happened. You'll be released in the afternoon. Thank you, Queen Bee. Oh, Dolomite, I'm so happy. I'm gonna tell everybody you're coming home tomorrow. Oh, Dolomite. You yes, do, Warden? You do know a man by the name of Willie Green, don't you? Some folks say that Willie Green was the baddest motherfucker the world ever see. But I want you to hold on to your seats and hold on to them tight because you now get ready to see the story of me. Yes, me, the badass Dolomite. you made me view look what you just made me view look what you just made me view look what you made me view look what you made me view look what you just made me view look what you just made me view oh yeah welcome back everyone to look what you made me view the podcast in which we were we are were we were we were and are going to show movies to each other that are very special to us. Yeah. We're a couple. My name's Ryan. I'm Kaylee. And we do this, you know, every couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we, we say, hey, I grew up watching this. Check this shit out. In this case, uh, we watched the 1975 hit Dolomite. And I should say <laughs> cult classic. Not really a hit at the time, I don't think. But um, I think it's uh, almost certainly a hit now. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> at least in my world uh so yeah th this is a movie like uh last episode we watched a movie that you discovered in your teens uh yes indeed i also discovered this in my teens cool um, okay this is a much older film and i was gonna um i wasn't sure where to put this i mean this we could have started here because i don't really have a lot of movies that i'm going to share with you that are older than this but um i'm bringing it to you because I'm obsessed with this film. All right, 1975 Dolomite. Google, you pull this description up. It says, after he is released from jail, after being wrongfully convicted, a pimp takes on the criminals and corrupt police officers who framed him with the help of some female karate experts and other warriors. <laughs> and other warriors. All right. <clears throat> Sounds pretty good. No, that description sounds incredible. Yeah. I am all over that movie. So if you... We're stuck on an elevator. Uh-huh. How you selling this to somebody? Okay, so I would say a man is given the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to prove his innocence, and rather than doing that, he sets up a club and starts pimping and then happens to be uh, freed, happens to be proven not guilty. Of his second... Offenses? Of, I'm not sure because they just keep arresting this guy. Like, it's terrible. I mean, it's a great representation of like you know cops planting stuff and and being generally terrible people. Uh, but they keep arresting him for different. Like he is in jail like three times in this movie, if I'm correct. That that might be that might be accurate. Yeah. yeah. Three times. And I'm not sure what exactly he did the first time. All we see is like this cut scene where he is uh, caught 
with furs and cocaine in the trunk of his car. <laughs> and then there's another car and they're like, yeah, we we got him. We we framed Dolomite. Now he's gone. And we don't really know who that is until like later in the movie. Right. Yeah. That's that's Willie. Yeah. Willie Green. Willie Green. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I struggled to remember names in general with this movie. Um, some people don't even have names, and I wish that they did. Um, there are like nine or ten Dolomite girls uh, listed in the cast. Uh, why don't these women have names? There's, well, there's too many of them. Th yes, there's a lot. You'd and never remember them. 1975. This is a common theme for you, Kaylee. <laughs> I want now. names, but will not remember them. Not really sure why it matters. Uh, this film, it, all you need to know is Dolomite. That's all you need to know. Everybody else is know. a jive honky or um, <laughs> a, a beautiful woman. Like that's. Uh, no, they don't say woman like once in this movie. They say girl. A whole lot. They well, do they not say, say other women. Things too. Yeah. They say bitch. <laughs> a whole lot in this lot. movie. Yeah. No, I think this movie is fun. It is definitely problematic. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, you know, I, I realized that I skipped the quote of the film and it's hard for me. I was about to say. Because some of the best lines in the world are unrepeatable for me. Well, at true. the very least. Um, so I, I have to say um, there's a scene where he is uh, first being harassed by cops, or actually it's the second time, and the guy's like, oh, you and your black B-I-T-C-H's, and he goes, you forgot about the white ones, and then proceeds to <laughs> kick their ass. Yeah. So um, this movie is very special because I found it at a time when I was starting to make a lot of hip-hop music. Okay. And I sampled the hell out of this. If you if you were to ever hear the first album that I put together, um, I quote the hell out of this. The first I'm going to call you out right now to yeah. put in like a little piece okay. of that somewhere in the podcast. Okay. Doesn't have to be like right now in three, two, uh, one, but it certainly could be right then. It if you could wanted have it to been be. if I were willing to. <laughs> See, I tried to catch you. Um, I, I might be able to pull a bit of, you know, the way I sampled it, if it's if it's even worth doing. But, um, I thought for sure your quote was going to be, I don't wear no cotton drawers. Oh, that's good, too. It was great. This movie's full of gems. The, oh, my I mean, God. the whole idea of Dolomite is this poetic. He's a rapper. Um, he is just a real-time walking rapper. Um, There's a lot of spoken word here. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny. It's like limericks, you know? Um, yeah, but we'll get into all of that. I just want to start off with the fact that like his first line in the movie is, oh, shit. <laughs> and, and instantly I'm intrigued. I want to know what else is going to come out of this amazing man's mouth. I'm in, you know, like, like, bitch, I'm in. I want to know what's going to happen in this movie. Well, and so I, I was not disappointed. I was worried because this one, you know, is not necessarily favorable or um, kind to women. In some ways it is. You know, there are some powerful women in this. The whole idea sure. of these women becoming this karate army is hilarious, but also cool as shit. 
It's very Charlie's Angels before Charlie's Angels. And Dolly's Angels. Well, actually, I don't know when OG Charlie's Angels came out, so maybe it's, it's inspired by. There yeah. you go. Um, but yeah, I was all for the karate. The karate was like kind of my favorite part. I love a cheesy uh, 1970s action film. I'm partial to them. But um, yeah, they say the word bitch a lot, and I'm just going to reiterate, never once do they call a woman a woman. She is always a girl. <laughs> and that was frustrating, but um, I take that with a grain of salt, knowing that this is 1975, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And I don't like saying, oh, well, it was the the time and times have changed. Yeah, but you also can't be share, you know, you can't be share. You I can't, can't turn, turn back, back time. time. God damn it, Ryan. Well, let me continue to share this movie with you and with the audience. If you haven't seen this, um, let's we're we're gonna get into it. So, I I would actually recommend people go to, go watch this. Um, obviously, I'm I'm bringing this uh, to you into the show, so um, I definitely think you should go watch it. If you're interested, watch it now, then come back. All right. So Dolomite gets out of jail. Yeah, he gets out of jail. There's a weird cut scene where they show like why he went into jail and he's wearing this like knitted cap and the craziest bell bottoms I have ever seen. Oh, that shirt is also amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, costuming choices here. I wasn't necessarily going to just jump off into this because I, I assume that people listening would know that this is bad, but they, they probably don't. I don't know that this is a well-known idea. Now, um, there was an Eddie Murphy um, kind of remake. What would you call the dramatization of yeah. the making of this? Yeah. Um, and I highly recommend watching that. Uh, not necessarily before watching this, though. I think it's cooler to have watched this first. Now, that's the thing. I've seen the Adam, Eddie Murphy movie. The Edamame movie? The Edamame movie. <laughs> I'm hungry, people. I'm sorry. I literally, I, I made myself a taco before watching this movie, and, mm. and the movie starts and everything, and I get to uh, reaching over for my taco, and there's just too much going on. And like, I'm trying to take notes and keep up with everything, but like, I cannot eat the taco because what? there's too much to write notes about. That's how crazy this movie is. This movie from is batshit fucking crazy. So, yeah. It, all right. If you don't know anything about it, this is kind of a B movie. It's not. It's the room, right? It's the room before the room. Happens. I would give it more credit than that. It's fantastic. It really is. It's it's great. Um, but it's great because it's terrible. And the room is definitely one of those movies. Um, so then the Eddie Murphy movie that that is about the making of this movie is like the disaster artist. Sure. That that's that's a very good analog for this, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you liked that, now I sound like Hulu suggestions. Go watch this. Yeah, guys, I guess, you know, you could just assume we got paid to do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> we got paid by Tommy Wiseau to uh, mention his movie. I wish. <laughs> um, all right. How, where do we want to go? What do we want to well, talk about? Well, I just about? wanted to make make it clear that there this is bad in some ways, in many ways. But it's enjoyable still. I find it very fucking entertaining. I think... Um, Rudy Ray Moore, who plays Dolomite, is kind of, I don't know, just likable, endearing. Very. He's totally unbelievable as a badass. 
And we get more of the behind the scenes on that in the Eddie Murphy, Edamame movie. The Edamame uh, movie. Yeah. It's kind of even weirder now for me to watch it because I watched this so much. I sampled the hell out of this, so I was watching mm. it over and over and over and over. I always thought it was very cool because I understand that art can be made and well, uh, while it may not be competitive with the blockbuster movies that have tons of money, they still have their own heart and their own perspective that, it, sure. you know, connects with people. Uh, so that's what it was for me. I found the humor in it and just the stylization. I just thought it was fun. It was just fun as shit to watch. Yeah. Um, and then seeing how it's kind of a farce that Rudy Ray Moore wasn't really this kind of person. It's almost extra fun because you see how uncomfortable he is doing some of this stuff that I don't know why this, he, it, it is the opposite of his personality. Uh, I think in reality. I, I would hope so. I would yeah. hope no person would be this person. Yeah, and where does he get that? But, you know, that's that's a whole nother conversation. So, uh, yeah, let's get back into the movie, I guess. Yeah, all right. So he gets out of jail and he's immediately picked up by his, quote, girls. And uh, he gets changed, like, right there in front of everybody. Just changes his clothes before he even gets into his car. And I kind of liked and admired that. He looked good coming out of the jail, actually. Yeah, but it was like cheap, like the, the it clothes. It was still a suit, jail. though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. You should see what most people come out of jail looking like. It's not, it's comfort. It's, sure, it's sure. not professional, really. Uh, so, and then he just gets decked out. Yeah. He's got a fucking slamming suit. That blue uh, suit. Yeah. So moving back right into his lane. I mean, this is what he was doing. Yeah, so I loved the it. fact that he said he didn't want to get into the car with those clothes. And, and I also love the fact that uh, he tells the guard to um, wipe his ass with them. But then the guard is like, I'm going to keep them because you're going to be right back here. Man, that was cold. It was. Wipe your ass with these things. And then he's like, nope. I'm I'm just gonna save them for you. You're coming back. Yeah, like they're all in on it. And, and if he was if he was even colder though, he would have wiped his ass with them and, and saved then him. saved them. Yeah. Right. So right. when he came back, they had shitty. We just stuff. owned that line from a 1975 movie. We're just trying to punch it up, you know, <laughs> and make it cooler. Forty years after the fact. Yeah, there is a chase, like a car chase. After that, there's a car chase. Wait, what? Okay, he gets out of jail, and then um, one of the, quote, girls says, we're being followed. Oh. And then there's a weird car chase. Yeah. Um, that is the detectives? Uh, is it the cops again? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there are two cops in this movie that are particularly bad, um, and they are, like, the whitest-looking white dudes ever. I don't know like, if it was those guys, though, They was look it? like they should be the governors of Georgia and Florida. Like, they look very, very um, sleazy. Yeah, either that or, like, managers for evangelists or something. But, um, oh, my God. Yeah. That scene where they roll up on them and the girls kick their asses... It was very, it reminded me of that scene in Ghost Dog where he pulls up on the guys that just killed the bear. It reminded me more of the scene in um shit, I'm going to forget the name of it. Help me out here. They got really big boobies. There's two of them 
and it's a <laughs> There's two movie. movies. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, 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 no. There are two women. <laughs> they both Thanks have big boobies. For confirming, it's a um, true pair. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Oh, hard ticket. Oh, whoa. Man. Oh man, deep cuts. I've almost it reminded about that. me of Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Okay. Um. Yeah, just the vibe was the same. The music was the same. It got me thinking of, of that movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a fun way to set up like what's coming. Like at this point, we're to believe that Dolomite does not know that they know karate. The girls. Yeah. Right. That was surprising. I think that was meant to be a surprise for him. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right about that. Yeah, he goes and hides, and I'm trying to remember what he says when he jumps out. <laughs> they're like, where's Dolomite? And they're asking while their heads are in the car. They can't see him in the car. Where else would he be? And they don't check the trunk. They're just like, that oh, is, he's not here. That's, a, that's yeah, that's suspect. But uh, Dolomite jumps out with the gun, and, I, man, what the fuck does he say? It's so funny. Um well, he's always got a line for something, mm -hmm. and and that's that's well, why I would encourage him you to watch to it. Well, he tells him to dance, right? He oh, that's the guy that he doesn't kill at first. Yeah, he he comes over to the other guy mm -hmm. and makes him dance, and that was really fun because this I mean this whole movie is a slap in the face to white culture and cops. Yeah, um, yeah, th this movie is fucking dope. Yeah. All right. So then he kills these bad cops, who could have had evidence or something who could have assisted in his his case as to why he's not guilty he just kills him and i was kind of confused by that yeah hold on what okay um so he kills these bad cops when he could have like used these uh, he could have extorted them for evidence or he could have um asked them to testify or something Okay. It just seemed like a bad choice to just straight up kill him. Uh yeah, that's uh that's heady for this movie. A little bit. And I mean he just got out of jail and he's killing people and leaving trails. Well, I mean he's still a badass motherfucker and he's not taking shit. Sure. So don't roll up on the car like that. Don't be following him around. <laughs> you know, if you don't want him jump out the bushes and take care of business. Okay. If I don't want to dance. Yeah, if you don't want to dance. <laughs> don't. There's some straight up like cowboy stuff. Like it was, oh my God. I, I loved it. It was cheesy and yeah. great. Um, and No, really enjoyed it. And it made me think of the Wild Wild West song that you the literally Wild Wild just made me listen to. Yeah. Ooh. He's like a half pimp, half cowboy. And um, they advertise this movie as being the Citizen Kane of all pimp movies. Okay, okay. And now, having watched it, I agree, but I think it really is like cowboy plus pimp equals Dolomite. I don't know. I get more Pulp Fiction-y vibes from it. That came out after this, though, right? Oh, truly, yes. Oh, okay, well, okay, this. okay. Yeah, truly. 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 Oh, yes. Truly. <laughs> all right, well... There's just a lot of tense scenes about going back to jail, basically. I, he wants to help out the FBI, or he's supposed to help help out the FBI. That's why they released him, because he's got a deal. And he's supposed to find Willie Green, right? there. The, he is meant to help the FBI shut him down. 
Well, I don't think he knows that the FBI is helping him out. Wasn't that the whole idea of the first scene? I'm so confused by the first scene. They let he him got, out. He, he he asked for a cigarette but doesn't want it lit. Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> he does not smoke the entire movie. I was, he, no, he's got a lit one at some point, but he's not inhaling he's that. He's not inhaling, yeah. yeah. I was kind of shocked by all that. But um, they release a man to find his own evidence because no lawyer in L.A. will take this case. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. They release him without knowing that he's innocent to go prove that he's innocent. Yeah. I I don't understand. But I was willing to put that aside because Dolomite is so fucking funny. Yeah. That I, I'm just in for it. He's cool. So uh, the... After, like, the chase and everything and it kills some guys, uh, the cops uh follow him again or they like plant evidence on him again yeah uh i'm trying to remember how that goes down exactly but he turns that one around and kicks their ass yeah definitely which was which was cool that's um wait oh i thought he had yeah there, there's some good lines in that one but we immediately know this is going south because the cop said, get your hands on your head, boy. And anytime like a cop calls a full grown man a boy, it, yeah, yeah, it's never going to end well. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He kicks their ass and then takes the cocaine and then spreads it like all over the place. <laughs> like um, it gets all over him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Just on his pant leg. He's okay. <laughs> He, he then stuffs the remaining uh, bag uh, in the guy's mouth. But they don't die. Because no. Is it the same cops who come back later? No, he immediately, the, one of the cops looks up and he's like, hey, we're going to get you or, you know, whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. Um, But that scene is wild. They try to do the exact same fucking thing they'd already done to him. Um, And that didn't work. Well, and it's so funny because the first time they did it, they come with plenty of people and yeah. they intentionally surround him so he can't get away. And this time they, they're like, oh, well, there's just going to be two of them. Mm -hmm. And he easily handles them. It's like, but you already knew how to do this. Why did you expect you could get away with less? Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. He's been Hubris. in jail for a few years. I don't know. Yeah, well, they think he slowed down. Right. Yeah. Right. You know that commissary. <laughs> uh, okay. Plants, coke, whatever. Then we get to this preacher guy. Um, and I am confused by the motives of the preacher. Now, I wish he was a bit more fun. I think they could have done more with this character. But he is a slimy uh, preacher guy. Okay. And he's kind of womanizing, right? And... Um, he's running guns. Yeah. Uh, but he is Sweden, more or less. He he is just whoever uh, will pay, he will help, huh. I think, right? I just don't get his motives. Like, why why is he so flip-flopping? And why does he have guns? And what is the, the fourth ward that they keep talking about? Like, I'm, I'm very That's confused. That's where they live. That's just their district. Ward, yeah. not war. Not W-A-R. Right. War. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Got it. When they're talking to the, uh, I guess it's the, is he the governor? What is he, a congressman? He is a mayor? Hello, Senator Congressman. He is, he is uh, some 
mayor. Ambiguous type of politician that uh, serves their They keep district. calling him mayor, but when I look mayor? on IMDb, yeah. it is mayor like the name. Oh. So... Okay. Maybe he's not a mayor. He's like a governor and his name is mayor. <laughs> I don't know. So like mayor from uh, East Town. Uh, yeah. there's no, I can't even do that accent. I don't know why I'm trying. Uh, but yeah, the mayor guy. Mayor Daly. Looks like Harmar Superstar. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I didn't realize it till like halfway through the movie, oh, but it reminds me of Harmar. And if they re, because you brought up remaking this and like who would play who? Who uh, did you have? I said Nick Kroll. Oh, for that character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harmar is a fucking dead ringer. That's pretty guy. good. Uh, Nick Kroll would have to be in this movie somehow. Oh my god! Yeah, one of the cops probably. Oh uh, no, I don't want to see that. Well, I like Nick Kroll. I, I don't want to see what that. What are the other opportunities for him? For you know, how many other white guys are in this? <laughs> yeah, uh, true. That are good Fair guys? enough. Fair enough. There's very um, few good guys that are white guys. The cast is slim. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where I recognized the Mayor Daly from. He was in Blade Runner, and he's like a no. little psychic. Yeah, he's in Blade Runner. No. And he's like a little psychic. I had to find this on IMDb, wow. and I like deep-dived. Damn. I deep-dove. I deep-dove. I deep-dove. Well, let's <laughs> let's sum up this movie a little bit. Uh, it's not that complicated. No, not really. There's uh, weird limericks that are kind of like interstitial Right. We have these step-by-step Dolomite building, getting into what he wants to do, challenging the Willie Green character, taking back his uh, club. He just goes in there and kind of takes it back. He, um, Well, first he has to visit the club and he <laughs> knows where some money is stashed. Yeah. So he basically, he essentially finds the money that's already there in the club uh, and pays him back and, take, and says, hey, go tell him it's mine again. Um, so, yeah, gets his club back, starts operating that. There's a really fun scene where they're performing. There, There's a band and um, a fucking dope-ass song is playing. And then it gets into his performance where he's doing the limericks. Mm -hmm. um, and the other guys show up, right? <laughs> the guys that own it? Yeah. Willie Green, he shows up. At the club, I'm yeah. trying to like figure during out during the performance. He 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 shows up and then talks to him afterwards. Oh right, okay, okay. Yeah. So uh, towards the end of the movie, we're talking about like. The well, no, this is like dead center of the movie because uh, this is like Dolomite has kind of shaken the cops off his trail for a little bit okay. and gotten you know the club thing moving and uh, the girls are doing karate. He's established that he he understands. Where his position is, what his options are, right? He's mm. seen all these things. And what's her name? Uh, God damn it. Pinky? <clears throat> no, the mom. Uh, not the mom. The mom. Queen the Bee? Queen Bee! Oh, man. Oh, dude, she's so much fun at the beginning. I love her. Uh, but, yeah, she is a boss, dude. Yeah. She's got these, literally, like Big Boss from Metal Gear, has her fucking uh, military sans frontiers. Uh, she... <laughs> Is training these women to be this little army. It's so fucking cool. It is really cool. Um, 
I don't like the fact that she like straight up saw uh, the way she puts it. She says that things got so bad while Dolomite was locked up that the girls had to be out on the corner, quote, selling puss. I was not crazy about it's that. Like the weirdest way to say that. It was a choice. But I also know Sell that that's puss. like, that's the writer, you know, the, that's not Queen Bee. I don't know, man. We didn't live back then. I I started to look at this and I realized the 70s is like the new 30s. Um, that's as far back as you can think without it getting too weird okay. when you look at history, right? Like, sure. There's still some inclusivity here, whether, I mean, it's still incredibly racist and, and hard living in, in this time, but... Um, there's there's still representation like we're watching a movie that's full of diversity uh sure whereas you go back to the 30s and you would not but right technologically you know uh people you know our grandparents that's that's about as far back as they're going to want to go the 20s 30s uh looking at stuff before you get uncomfortable with what you're watching it's like oh i could not live like this right, right. I, I can't watch certain really old films it just uh, it breaks my mind um because it's so casually um regular yet it's fantasy to me it's not a world that i have or are would we live talking in. about like the jazz singer or trip to the moon like what are we, what are why is it tough to watch stuff that that's old it, it's the um the disconnection with what it's like to live like that so i kids right now that don't know shit about landline phones Oh, sure. Watching okay. like a movie from the 20s would lose their minds. Yeah, but then we have like, uh, you know, <sighs> movies that are very popular amongst the young people um, <laughs> that show like, you know, analog technology. Like I'm thinking of Perks of Being a Wallflower because that's the best representation I have. But this whole 90s thing is coming back around. I feel like right now is closer to the 70s than the 30s are to the 70s if that makes sense you know we're we're currently experiencing a uh, similar political situation we're experiencing another war that we really don't want to be in and have been in for too long and it's greatly protested by the american people yeah i i feel like we're very much in the 70s again well i guess the way i should actually put it is um, nostalgia, like some sort of longing for, uh, like being able to exist in that era. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like the amount of 1950s style movies that came out in the eighties, for example, the right. amount of nineties style movies that are coming out now. But I think in the eighties, people were looking back fondly at the fifties. That's why you see this kind of fifties influence in these, uh, nuclear family. Uh, it just look at any John Hughes or, um, you know, kind of PG-13 pseudo family film mm -hmm. from that time. And you see these picturesque, Amer picture picturesque, whoa, pic picturesque American <laughs> uh, family homes. And it's all based on this 50s ideal, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a clear 50s archetype. And um, it always makes me think of like Edward Scissorhands. You know, it's yeah. it's cookie cutter houses and it's you know, like the mom and dad, boy and girl. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, though, is like uh, this era of film is kind of as far back as we can look now to, oh, I'd want to live in that time because you keep going further back. It gets real ugly with who you are and whether or not it's 
fun to live in that era. Right. And it's probably not that fun to live in the seventies, but again, this is the, this is the limit is, is the point I'm making. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, some of this shit is cool. Yeah. Some of the way they're dressing, uh, you know, the music is fucking amazing. Um, it's a, a bit more of a free kind of chill vibe. I mean, I, I have no concept of what it would be like to live in the seventies. Uh, you see some of this stuff and it's like, they didn't care about shit. No. Um, (laughs) I don't think this is an accurate representation of society in the 1970s. Well, and but I'm not basing it on this film alone. I'm just saying right. what I understand about the 70s is not just from film, you know, talking to people. It, it's definitely, it was more lax. You look at, um, the, the population was just smaller and everything. So it was a little bit easier to slide through and, and do your thing. But Sure. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't have you know, cameras and everything. We didn't have cell phones. I think the right. biggest social change, of course, is cell phones, right? Because then you have full contact well, with whomever, whenever. Um, yeah, the digital age and, and um, the way we are now tied to things, um, just the simplicity of uh, driver's licenses. Those were so much more, if, if you look at the way people acquired them and what they were like, mm-hmm. it, like in this movie, in the 70s, yeah. Versus what we deal with today. That's what I'm saying right there. The the simplicity of they just kind of printed it on a card. Like it was so easily um, duplicated and you could forge these things. Yeah. Um, it was no problem. Now that shit's on lockdown. No, now you have like scanner IDs and shit. I have an NFT ID. You have an NFT ID? Do you now? I do. Oh, wow. Well, good for I got you. a nifted. A nifted? Is that what it's called now? Um, No, maybe that's why I'm not getting your point here is because I've never really known a world without cell phones. Like I can remember my parents getting their first cell phone. Right. And I was a little kid when that happened. So I don't really know this this world that I am watching in this movie. (laughs) And I enjoy it thoroughly, but that's because it's so unreal to me. Like, it just seems so incredibly bizarre, unrealistic. But it doesn't seem that foreign, right? I mean, it does seem, it doesn't seem that foreign. Like, you could imagine yourself here, right? I don't think I would want to. I mean, let's acknowledge the fact that I am a woman. And again, I'm just going to say it one more time. Never once is a woman called a woman. She's called a girl. And I think it's really ironic and kind of terrible that in this movie they make a, a point to show that the cops call Dolomite boy, but Dolomite calls every single woman in this movie girl. And that bugs me to death. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was it was my biggest fear that this would just be uncomfortable because he's a pimp. Um, he is objectifying women. He's not the greatest person. Um, he's not thoroughly ethical. No, definitely not. Um, and that's why I'm so confused why the FBI wants to help him. I don't really get the motive with anybody, but that especially sticks out. Yeah, I mean, why did they want to help Rambo? It's it's a it's a hero. I don't narrative. know. I've never you know seen I mean? Rambo. But it's a hero narrative, so I don't think we're meant to think about it that much. No, definitely not. Um, it's just to roll along the plot. And the FBI guy is pretty dope, I must say. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's cool. really cool. I thought his action scenes were also um, at least more believable than some of the other ones. Well, that's the other thing, guys. The fight scenes in this with Dolomite, whoo. 
Yeah. Just imagine your grandpa reenacting <laughs> uh, like the Bruce Lee movie he just watched. Yeah. That's what we're watching. They here. think the Chuck Norris School of Karate at the end of the movie. <laughs> I love it. Like, I don't know if they were thanking him because they filmed in his studio or if they were thanking him because he trained or like his school trained. He, I, I, I would guess he had, you know, school of, uh, you know, franchises. Uh, oh, he totally had franchises, but that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, did somebody from the school of Chuck Norris karate train them or is the thank you just because they filmed in a Chuck Norris karate school studio? I see. Yeah. Huh. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, Maybe both. The karate was fun. It, it was great. There's one particular scene where um, they're in his club, the Total Experience. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. <laughs> um, it's like the Full Monty. Um, the Total Experience. Hmm. There's this moment where one of Dolomite's girls uh, comes onto the scene like too early. And she's got to do like a karate chap kick sort of thing. Yeah. But she's come on too early. So she just like she backs away. And then oh, she yeah. yeah. She waits for the cue. Yeah. 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 There are a lot and of. And she's like, smiling the entire yes! time. And I oh, love it. Because I mean, that's what I would be doing in that moment. I'd be so happy to be doing karate in a film. It really is just gloriously bad. Uh, when uh, they're singing, there's a woman singing in the club. Uh, and she's lip syncing very poorly oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or the audio just doesn't match up. Uh, there are um, several moments like that. I felt like where the audio just didn't match up with, with the people. Yeah. I think there's a bit of ADR in it. Um, guys, a bit. this thing, I just, I guess it culminates into exactly what it's supposed to be, which is Willie green getting his comeuppance and, yeah, he tries to make a deal with Dolomite. He was like, uh, you still owe me interest, but let's just be partners. Right. And Dolomite says, fuck no. Mm -hmm. thought that was cool. Dos Platanos. Dos Platanos. <laughs> um, I was trying to teach our kids Spanish, everybody, and uh, Dos Platanos means two bananas. Um, our kid cannot pronounce that. She says, Dos Fucanos. <laughs> It's real cute, man. It's pretty great. Uh, this is like two years ago, though. Uh, she would probably still say it. We we oh, really we haven't. Try that. We haven't revisited Plotinos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says to somebody to tell Willie Green that he's got twenty four hours and he's already wasted one, so now he's got twenty three. <laughs> I thought it was so badass. Line. Yeah, what a great line. Oh my you god, twenty four hours and you've already and yeah, you've already wasted twenty three of them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Willie Green gets his comeuppance, and then the cops also get busted by the FBI agent, which is fun. Yeah, they come in to shoot Dolomite in the hospital. Yeah. Why would the FBI plan this shootout in a hospital? I know. If they knew they were coming like that, they could have apprehended them before they even walk in. It doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. Like, why aren't there cops, like, outside of the hospital <laughs> yeah. ready to Protecting jump? Protecting right? Dolomite. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to protect him, fucking don't even let these guys in. Yeah. They just say, oh, we're going to uh, change the room number. We're going to so tell clever. the... Which I didn't understand what they meant by that. Yeah. Like, 
are you moving him? Or are you just swapping the signs? What does that mean? And right. apparently what they meant was the nurse at the front desk is going to tell them a different number. That poor nurse. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, when that her. guy, oh, the bad guy comes in with his guns or whatever. Uh, she gives him the room number and she, she gets a pat on the cheek. So disgusting. But I mean, he's the bad guy. So we're just reiterating the fact that like he's bad, right? Yeah, I know it. Sure. Really, really bad. Uh, but if the treatment of women was even an iota better, I might think that that was the case. But the treatment of women in this movie is not better. Um, so I think no, that's it, just par for the course. It's borderline porn. Uh, the way the women are represented here. Yeah, when uh, the mayor uh, is uh, called. The, the mayor. The mayor. Uh-huh. Um, mayor Daly. We don't know if he's a mayor. Harmair. The guy named Mayor. Harmair. Harmair. Hairmair. 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 Hairmair superstar. Yeah. Uh, when he is called... Well, okay, having a three-way with his wife and Pinky. Am I correct here? Is that what was happening? Yeah, for sure. Oh, there oh. are two women in the bed. It, it was is gross. later revealed I, I one just, is a wife. I, I was grossed out because we were seeing his little butt and all that. Oh, we saw way more than his little butt. I, yeah, it was it, that whole scene was distracting. Um, but it was also kind of hilarious. I, it was you know, Danny DeVito could also replace this guy. Oh, easily. Yeah. But Danny DeVito is likable. Like, I I don't find this guy remotely likable in this role. And that's great. Like, he he's, you know, he, he gave a lot for this The film. fact that he takes the phone call the way he does. He's kind of, like, laid out and getting stuff done to him, I guess. I don't want to know what's going on down there. It doesn't matter. The fact right. that he even took the call at that time. Why would you Why would you, why do, would that? you do that? Right. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Let it happen. Right. Listen to Tame Impala. Pinky's adorable. Um, when Pinky shoots the wife, I must say I was all for it. Is that a euphemism for coming? <laughs> Pinky shoots the wife. No. No, it is not. But it is now. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, guys. Now, the wife falls I've back into a shower, and then she gets shot. Like, we don't see the shot on camera, but there's, like, that, that shower door or whatever. It's kind Ooh, of opaque. Yeah. So we see her fall. I thought that was masterful. It was yeah. beautiful. That's why I say this is not as bad as uh what did you, there was something else you compared it to what was it the room oh right, right it's not as bad as these like extra bad movies i mean it's got the same sort of um limitations the room is hard to watch for the same reason that this can be hard to watch um uh, there's weird sex scenes that don't need to be there yeah and I might be indoctrinated a bit. This is my world. This thing is not foreign in any way, considering all of the things that uh, influenced me growing up and the things I was into. So this fit inside of the things I was already kind of like um, exposed to or a fan of, right? Sure, um, yeah. So I guess I'm a bit 
biased here is what I'm getting at. I see this as an achievement. Okay. And I think part of that is this is true black cinema. Mm. And there's few chances in this time period for things to shine. And this, this I liken this to like Bruce Lee in Hong Kong uh, when he first starts making movies there. Okay, yeah, um, okay. This is something that kind of sets fire to the community. It's 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 theirs. It's a rep- It's a uh, a piece of representation, and uh, it's great. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it it's new. It's fresh, right? It's it's something people have never seen before. Um, so that alone is great. The room is just fucking bizarre. There's nothing groundbreaking about it. It doesn't no. challenge anything. Dolomite oh, is challenging not. social norms here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's exploiting people as well. And, you know, it, it is, you know, it's got problems, but it's also taking on some of the things uh, systemically that are big issues that you don't see a lot of, um, you know, you right. don't the have that The room does not talk about uh, bad cops planting drugs. It, it, there's no no social commentary whatsoever. No, definitely not. Um, and that's a great point. You know, uh, score one for for Dolomite. As much as it adds to social commentary, I feel like it also takes away. It's a weird imbalance. Like this movie does so much, and I think it really does have a, an interesting, unique, important perspective. Um, yeah, the the sex trafficking that's going on though is difficult to get over. It's hard to find him likable when you consider the gravity of that. Of course, I just have to go back to this is not. Um without issue definitely not did i still enjoy it totally i really did but it's it's hard to know if if somebody would enjoy this you know what i mean like to to bring this to you uh this was something i found at a point in my life where i didn't give a fuck what anybody thought so (laughs) i found it interesting and uh you know i told you i sampled the hell out of it so um i'm fond of it it's dear to me uh yeah and i think the hip hop community embraces this because he is a rapper. These are like diss raps he's doing. These are jokes. These are punchline raps. He, the, these are um, very arrogant um, moves that he's like a Ric Flair in some ways. You know, yeah. he, he is um, bold and boisterous and. Um, what people would want to be in some ways. I like that analogy to Ric Flair. I really do because he's audacious and, and what he is doing to these cops is very audacious. And that's, you know, that's, that's the appeal of the whole movie. The fact that he is just pwning these cops left and right is fantastic. (laughs) Now I say all that and that's the idea of Dolomite. Right. The reality of Dolomite is Rudy Ray Moore isn't a great actor, so it's kind <laughs> of he's kind of hysterical. I don't really get it. Did he want to be an actor, or did he just come up with a story and he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'll just act in it." I don't remember. You know, we we watched that whole fucking Eddie Murphy thing, and I can't remember a goddamn no, because like, Eddie Murphy is just distracting with all yeah, of his amazing ability. I, th- I think when we watched that, that was me kind of. 
doing this. I I felt like I was showing you this. Oh, like testing the water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, and I mean, good job. I I don't know that I would have liked this movie as much having not been introduced to the idea well in advance. Sure. You know, if you just sprung this on me, I, I might have not enjoyed it as much (laughs) because it's shocking, truly shocking. You know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of man ass in this movie. (laughs) Well, yeah. So a uh, a very old film discovered, uh, kind of, you know, pr- uh, almost when I was an adult uh, in, in my how late teens. exactly? Like, how did you find this? Oh, I just I had heard so much about it. You know, it, really? listening to uh, rap music and shit. Um, uh, you hear the name over and over and over again, and you just eventually, you know, check it out. And, uh, yeah, just latched right on. As soon as I, you know, found it, I, I couldn't let it go. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, he's all about the spoken word and, yeah. and he's all about like the showmanship. God, I'm going to bring up Ric Flair again one more time. Cause I want to talk about the two capes that this man wears at the <laughs> show. It's like, um, the, the reveal during a lip sync, uh, at, the uh at the end of a season of RuPaul's Drag Race like they're just taking off layers is is one of the capes is he wearing one when he's got like the LA Lakers joint like he just looks he looks like if LA Lakers uh was a suit yeah yeah I there might have been a cape like built into um the suit hard to say but the suit is gorgeous it's like a yellowy cream and a purple trim oh my goodness just all the costuming for this is i mean he's stunting like the dude is is definitely looking fly as hell um and boots boots for days yeah they know how to dress him he's cool he's cool well uh the the movie ultimately uh yes serves the people we don't like their their dues it ends very awkwardly (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like oh well yeah hey good job uh this happened and um we're done and there's credits that roll and he's kind of doing his his slam he's doing his poetry uh over the credits right yeah he's talking about like what happened yeah it was fun at the end yeah would have been funner to see it but all right <laughs> i don't know the spoken word was cool i i'm not gonna pick a fight with that it was okay well 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 we are wrapping up here and uh i, I would like to know what your favorite part of the movie was well um hmm. okay so my favorite part is karate school for sure. Um, karate school is a very cool scene to me. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Um, okay. So when they're doing karate school or whatever, uh, queen B is showing off what the girls can do now to Dolomite. And he's like, damn, this is great. It's fantastic. Anyway, he walks to the front of the class and queen B is like, girls, come on over here. And they scoot on their knees over to Dolomite. Yeah, they get all crisscross applesauce and shit. It's so funny to me <laughs> that they show these poor women just scooting over. <laughs> and they're doing like karate in denim shorts. All kinds of different outfits, actually. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, that's how you should do karate. Okay. Because, in di- like, in if, denim shorts. Yes. If somebody comes at you, you're not going to be in your gi, you're going to be in your <laughs> denim shorts. 
So train in your denim shorts. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> in your gi. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I knew karate, I'd probably, I, I would probably be tempted to just slap the gi on every time I went out. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, you could just slap on some loose fitting clothes. You could just wear sweatpants. something gi like. Gi like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> gi light by H and M. Oh we. Uh, no, I love karate school. It was very fun. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the scooting, but I also thoroughly enjoyed the fact that, like, you know, they're working out in their regular clothes. Dig it. I feel like more people should do it. Yeah. All right. Well, least favorite part. Oh, boy. All right. So I did not feel it was necessary for Mayor Daly's bare dick to be anywhere near pinky yeah didn't need it yeah. um you know in most um safe film settings they wear uh, a sock yeah or um something yeah i didn't feel it was necessary or added anything to the film for us to see the mayor fully exposed I didn't think uh, we needed that. And I mean, like, ass is funny. Ass is always funny, right? Yeah. But the fact that, like, he rolled out of the bed, butt naked, butt or buck, which one is it? I think either are acceptable. Oh, cool. Butt naked, rolls out of the bed after having Pinky, like, literally on top of him. It really bugged me. Uh, yeah, so that's why well, I was really, really happy when I, um, she shoots the wife, but of course then she dies. You know, she could be totally cool with it. I, I don't know. I I have to say it it is dis, disheartening to see that he is casually naked and it seems like they have to put up with him. Yeah. Know? So it's gross. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's also acting. I liked that she was um, semi-clothed when she died. I was very upset that she died and, like, nobody in the movie cares, right? Like, that never comes up again. You know, we don't see Dolomite sad about this one bit. Mm -hmm. And also, why did the mayor bear... Bail bear. Male bear. Why did, why the, did the male bear? <laughs> why did the mayor bail Dolomite out just to put him back in jail? What the fuck? I don't understand. Right. The they march. bailed him out so they could have control over him. Yeah, no. You'd have control over him if he was locked up. If he was in the jail. You I have don't more get power it. in that situation. Yeah, and then Pinky somehow knows to go pick him up. Which really just shows that she she was working for the mayor the whole time. Very upsetting. But then the mayor kills her. Ah, I'm very upset about everything going on with the mayor. The mayor should be was wrong. (laughs) I feel accosted. Ryan, what is what is your favorite part of this movie? Well, my favorite thing is. uh... All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Man, she gonna be singing. She gonna be singing. Uh, she gonna be singing. She gonna be singing. Oh, you gonna be singing. 
Blackwell. That was Leaving by Jesse McCartney. Ryan. Yeah. You still with me? I'm here. Hey, man. Yeah. I wanted to bring something sexy to this very <laughs> sexy episode. So I appreciate I, that. I brought Jesse McCartney. I thought this was so hot. When I was a, a teenager. Yeah, when, when did you see this? For I was like time? 12 or 13. Um, I borrowed the CD from my friend, um, and I put it onto my MP3 player, um, which was like a knockoff soon. And uh, yeah, I later watched the music video, and I was like, shit, I need to like delete my internet history because this <laughs> is porn. It is quite sexual. It's very sexual. Yeah. yeah. No, I think this was probably like uh, the the sexiest thing I had seen up to that point okay. at that age. Okay. Yeah. I guess it doesn't really seem like it would be that old. No. Um, I don't know. Two, 2006, 2007, okay. I think, is when this comes out. I yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe time. that fits. Maybe that fits. Yeah. Um. I don't know shit about this kid. Um, I am kind oh, of man. recently um, aware of him. So. Right. Because I don't I don't follow the Masked Singer, but I knew a lot of people thought that he was one of the the Masked Singers. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible name for a show. Masked Singers. It's like the rural juror. Yeah. Masked Singers. Masked. It's a terrible name for a show. Anyway. Um, yeah, everybody thought that he was one of the characters on the show. He was going to be like the next Justin Timberlake, right? He was like Justin Bieber before Justin Bieber. So what happened? Justin Bieber. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Oh, it's like, oh, they could do a 30 for 30 on him. Yeah, they really could. That'd be fun. Oh, man. Um, yeah, he was going to be huge and, and then he just kind of wasn't. Well, I can see why. I think this song is terrible. The song is bad. There is like yeah. this weird telephone text tone in the background. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, not sure why, but I loved it. Now, now, is it meant to be kind of a take on leaving on a jet plane? I don't think so. What did you like about this music video? Ooh, it was sexy. I guess it, you know. Yeah. I, that works for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Other, it wasn't really that. I don't know. I was more put off by the the music. Is is what I remember. Oh, like the music was bad. Yeah. I visually it wasn't bad because you know he's not a he's uh, a handsome kid. Um, and there's lots of not lots of hot women, but there's you know attractive ladies in it as well. It, it's all one lady. That it's, is oh. That's all one lady. Well, there you go. Did I just kill it for you? No. I'm so sorry. Not at all. Okay. Doesn't even matter. Doesn't. No, 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 no. Um, but they go through like, uh, okay, we'll just ask, what did you not like? The way he's just kind of staring at the woman for half the video. Really? It was weird. I find What's that he doing? the most attractive in Hold the on, whole what? movie, I really in the whole movie in the whole music video, I really do. The 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 way he's just kind of creepily there, yeah. just looking at her. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, you're so attractive. I'm just gonna stare at you. Ooh, I kind of like it. That's kind of cool. Oh. No, I I was kind of for it. Um, not my favorite part. Okay, but it's very like um, John Reggie Page in um, 
Whatchamacallit? <laughs> What's the show that I'm thinking of? John Reggie Page in, in Whatchamacallit. Um, what is the show that I'm thinking of? Bridgerton. Thank you, Bridgerton. Tons of Bridgerton it's man. yeah, it's very Bridgerton. Okay. Speaking of not your favorite thing, what is your favorite thing about this? My favorite thing? Ironically enough, when I was a little kid watching this, my favorite thing was the stupid text tone beep. I thought it was super cool. Okay. Um now my favorite thing is the little hand thing that he does. He does like a little jazz hand. Yeah. When he's, when he's staring riffing. at the woman. Oh yeah. Singing his song. He like does he's a little jazz a glove hand. on his hand. Yeah, like, like he's like glove. a little yeah. little finger jiggle. <laughs> little finger jiggle. I thought it was funny. Um least favorite? The text tone. Got to go. Now it's okay. It's now, so okay. bad. I, I mean it's just because it's dated, right? And it's annoying. Like, well, I'm happy phones don't make that look, noise anymore. Just like the movie we're watching, um, mm -hmm. everything kind of exists within its time. You can't tear it out of that. So leave it where it is. Fair enough. Just just recognize that it doesn't last. You know, it's not something that is timeless. But in its time, yeah, you liked it. It makes me wonder if Justin Bieber listens to Baby and just loses his mind at how like dated it now sounds he probably puts it in a corner ryan yeah nobody puts a baby in a corner <laughs> we know differently <laughs> anyway thank you for watching this Wait, that might sound like we've done that to our child <laughs> we have never that's not what i meant to say at all in a I, was, Definitely I was just not. referring to um uh fucking patrick swayze films that's all yeah in which people do that but a baby was not put in the corner in that movie because they wanted comes baby up, in the corner, though. They wanted baby they in the corner. They were going to, as if they had done it before. He comes up and he says, Nobody puts a baby in a corner. It's not Why a baby, by the way. <laughs> it's not a baby. baby. Why does he call her baby? That's her name. It's Everybody calls so her baby. gross. Why are we talking about baby during this? I don't, I don't Jesse know. Jesse McCartney song. I don't know. Well, thank you for watching this with me. Now that I've rewatched it, I don't know that I ever need to watch it again. Thank you. But it is still very um, reminiscent of its time. I damn sure don't want to hear it again. It was really obnoxious. <laughs> I think he's such a good singer. It makes me wonder, like, what the fuck happened? He is very talented. We didn't really talk about the subject matter of this, which is him saying, you need to leave your current boyfriend and come get with me on my jet plane. I was so tempted to talk about this because literally, like... This is what happened to us? Yes. You told me to leave the guy that I was dating. I yes. was complaining about the person that I was with. Yes. And you told me to leave him, mm -hmm. to which I said, you're drunk. <laughs> I was. <laughs> you were. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ended up dating. <laughs> months, months after that. Yeah, this is extra weird because you were working. I was. Yeah. You and were just, you just hanging out waiting for your drinks. Me. I was waiting to pick up drinks to mm -hmm. go take them to and a I'm table. At the bar. And you were at the bar. Eating dinner, my my bites and broccoli. And I was minding my own business trying to work. No, you, you were, were not. Harassing you were fucking me. chatting me up. I lot. was. No, I mean, that was me the up. whole reason why I was waiting for the drinks. Do you know how much that pissed off the bartender that I would just stand at the end of the bar waiting for my drinks and talk to you? But everybody did that. Yeah, but yeah. like it really pisses the bartender off yeah. when people do that. 
Well, either way. Either way. You were complaining about your boyfriend. So I was. Is the girl in this video complaining about her boyfriend to Jesse I'm McCartney? Assuming, yeah. And he's like, she's... oh, well, just get on my fucking jet plane with me then. Yeah. Never yeah. looking back again. Yeah, silly. We're gonna go ride the G flat. G flat. He looks like the kind of guy that, that would just go, "Oh, you silly! Just get on the plane with me." I mean, just like plenty of hair just like a overgrown little rascals vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was the music video, and um, I, I'm grateful that I rewatched it. Don't know that I'll ever need to again. It's good for a laugh. Also, shout out to Jesse. Where you at? Please make a comeback. Sincerely. If me. he's listening to this, oh boy, we've made it. Yeah. Hi, hi, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks, bud. All right. Back to our show after a brief commercial. Drug. Okay. My favorite thing yeah. after that quick interruption. I guess it was quick. It was pretty quick. Do we know if it was quick? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, audience, we're, we're not revealing. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing about the movie, uh, the Hamburger King. Really? <laughs> the Hamburger King. Uh, he's called the fucking Hamburger King, Kaylee. Uh, I don't know how you beat that. That's a very interesting character, and they give him just enough screen time. I don't understand yet again the point of the character. I love the character. I think he's great. I think this is like, you were talking about ODB yeah. when we were watching the movie. Yeah, his... Uh, inward please album <laughs> uh he has got a video uh in which they are using footage from dolomite and putting his you know superimposing his face on this character hamburger king's uh body yeah wow yeah um it's fascinating and, and before you would even mention that i was like wow this is this is kind of reminiscent yeah. of odb it was cool he was a free spirit kind of character, and he was also in tune with what was going on in the neighborhood. So he was kind of full of information. Um, yeah, yeah um, I don't understand why Dolomite shakes him up while he's getting high and says, who killed Jimmy? And we don't know who killed Jimmy. And also, who the fuck is Jimmy? Like, why? Where is Jimmy and what has he had? <laughs> Where is Bucky and what has he had? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I there, there's lots it. of things that I love about this. I pull out the Hamburger King knowing damn well. I mean, my favorite thing is uh, all the badass lines that he does. There's too many for me to name. I I, I just love how sassy this character is. Um, I think that he takes on these uh, powerful figures in a really fun way, and he's a he's a superhero. Of course, he is. He can yeah. kick his own ass twice a day. Oh my god! That Best first fight when he's kicking. So oh, it's it's grandpa fighting. It's so fucking funny. I think, mm. uh, it, yeah, worth the price of admission just to see this man try to do fight scenes. Oh, deaf. Yeah, yeah, so and just kick. Ultimately, yeah, these are my favorite things. Are the things that make it terrible? Are the things that are just inconsistent that they they should have hired somebody to do? It I guess really like no stunt doubles. Yeah, I don't know why this man of all people has to do all these things. They could have written a different film that uh, kind of works with his talents, uh, you know, his poetry and all that, without it having him be active in them. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, just 
overall, Rudy is is a lot of fun to to watch do these odd things like that. E for effort, for sure. Yeah. And uh, my least favorite thing here, uh, well, nude Harmar superstar is real gross. Very. That scene, I mean, and we already covered that, but you know, we both have that for a reason as our least favorite thing. Okay. Because it is disturbing. It's gross. I mean, not body wise. All bodies are beautiful. He is a gross person, and we just don't want to say it's like the penguin. If you saw the penguin, that is naked. so good. Oh my goodness. That's the way to put it right yeah. there. Um, no, I don't want to see the penguin naked. Mm -mm. He's I really just don't. Gross. Because he is a gross character. As a person, and what you you think the penguin's gonna be hot once he takes his clothes off? No. No. That's what's going on with this uh this mayor guy. It is not a Conan situation in which there are abs under that shirt. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling you out, man. Yeah. Who knew? Oh. You knew. He's built. I did not know. My homie Coco is jacked. <laughs> that under six feet of goofy. There's a set of abs. <laughs> I did not know. So if we are uh, in a group of friends that, uh, you know, we're talking and they've not seen this and I, I want to show some other people this movie, would you want to watch it again? Yeah, but give it a year. That's that's my official answer. Understood. Yeah, I don't think this is something you rewatch habitually. I think it's something you watch nostalgically. I think if you... Watch this habitually. I have questions, major questions. Yeah. Um, but watching it, it's funny. It really is. And it's uh, archaic, but because it's archaic, it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, it's so complicated. Like, it, it genuinely is tough to watch some of this stuff, especially the mirror stuff. But at the end of the day, it's hysterical. And it is a celebration of an achievement, you know, it, yeah. I don't know how else to put that. I think this movie is a legend. This movie is passed on. You need someone, someone else to hand this to you for it to be cherishable. Uh, is that a word? Cherishable? Cherishable is a word. Yeah. I, I think this movie is a, it's a legend and it needs to be shared you like need to you have now shared to me. Yeah, I think it's it's perfect for the podcast because it is very fitting. I don't know. This is not the kind of movie where people are really going to seek it out, uh, especially not now. I no. think the time has passed for that. Yeah. Um. And and maybe, but maybe now a lot of people are exploring black cinema and the history of it. And this is definitely an early version of you know an action film, um, kind of independent um, action film from. Uh, somebody that had a, a good audience at the time. Um, but yeah, I think for most people, this is going to be handed to them by a friend. And that's a good thing because uh, because of how problematic it is and the things that are uncomfortable about it, you want to know that somebody has vetted this and said, hey, uh, it's worth it. Like if you can dig through some of that stuff, there's a lot sure. of like entertaining yeah. material here. Um, and groundbreaking stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for uh, watching this with me. And um, I would hope that you would speak fondly of it if it was. If I would, but only else. to certain people. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, what does that mean? No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I mean that this movie is not going to be enjoyed by everybody. Well, I mean. You're, you know, surely. I 
I wonder if your father's seen this. Oh, hands down. I can almost guarantee that he has. Like, I, uh, hey, dad, what's going on? I don't think my mom's seen this. Um, I feel like your mom should. She would love it. Um, yeah, this is not a movie I would have watched on my own. Definitely not. Um, if somebody did pitch this to me in an elevator, I don't think I would have watched it. But you passed it along to me. You vetted it and you gave it a warning label, which I greatly appreciate. Um, and that that's kind of how, at this point in time, it should be passed along. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point, though, is it's through the filter of who I am. So you yes. have to understand, you, you kind of have an idea of um, what my tastes are. So you can, um, you would expect there to be some element of something you're already familiar with, right? Right. And that is the comedic, silly kind of um, laughing at it and with it at the same time kind of deal. Um, And that's what it is. It's it's a fun movie to just kind of um, laugh at sometimes. For sure. And it's a character that I'm already kind of familiar with. I'm already kind of familiar with the cowboy-esque character. I'm familiar with like the, the epic style of storytelling that's going on here and it's ultimately camp i mean oh for sure i think of uh drag a lot when i watch this especially since he is nothing like this in real life but um yeah i think it's not easily accessible but i think many people would like this Uh, and i think a lot of people that wouldn't expect to like this would like this do you think there is a drag king out there who um is dolomite uh what, what could the name be um, oh, we'll come up with it later. Dolabite. That's all Dolabite. I got. <laughs> Dolabite. Uh, I want a, a drag king that is uh, basically Dolomite in the full on suits, the Lakers color suits. Yeah, we should look into that. Yeah, for maybe, sure. Maybe somebody's done something like that. Oh, my God. Well, cool, man. A uh, audience, we have another episode coming up in the future. Believe it or not, we're going to keep doing this. We do indeed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I just want to take a minute to say I am very grateful and very excited. Uh, We're going to have a whole lot more time to commit to this. We're going to have a whole lot more time to like uh, hone in uh, what we want this podcast to be. Uh, And I'm excited for the future. We've got some really, really cool movies coming up. A ton of cool movies on my list. Yeah. We got plenty of movies. Let's put it that way. So if you're into it now, um, yeah, we'll keep rocking with you. But uh, with that said, what is the next film that you will be making me view? What will watch next? I'm very excited that we are going to watch this movie. I have the soundtrack for this movie on vinyl. My wonderful little sister got this for me for Christmas one year. Uh, this movie means a lot to her and I, and um, I'm ready to bring it to the table. Here we go. We are going to watch The Iron Giant. Okay, Iron Giant. Uh, I feel like I've seen it. I mean, it's been around, uh, it's been a long time, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's something that's kind of been on my periphery. So the fact that I have not seen it, if I have not seen it, is weird. But yeah, I can't I can't think of a thing about it other than, you know, the visuals and stuff. So oh, cool. Um, then I can't wait to watch it. There's a lot of beautiful art. Right. That's what I'm saying is, yeah. I, you know, I, I am drawn to it. It looks really cool. Oh, the film is gorgeous. And I yeah. can't wait to talk about like just the animation for it. it it's right. truly beautiful. Okay. 
Cool. Well, another animated cut coming up. Boop, boop. We're going to talk about Iron Giant after, uh, you know, having talked about Captain Ron Giant. <laughs> As Giant our very first sea. episode, we're vi- revisiting the Rons here. Yeah, I almost picked another uh, Kurt Russell movie, but I did not. Well, there's time for that. Yeah, I-, I think I might save that for like the one year, right? The okay. one year from talking about Captain Ron. And oh, talk wow. About- yeah, we got to, um, yeah. That's worth thinking about there. All right. Well, Iron Giant next time around, everybody. So keep sending us uh, way too many damn emails if you can. Uh, I know we said a lot of things that probably, um, you know, you'll want to talk about and respond to or correct us about. So please feel free to do that. If Uh, you've got fun facts about Dolomite, we would love to hear those fun facts. Yeah. I, I think this movie is just so out there and I, I would imagine everybody's got a story if they're into it and they know it you've probably got a story so right. uh, let us hear those stories that'd be fun um but in the meantime looking forward to watching iron giant um so if, if you've not seen that maybe watch that before next time um check us out on the internet on the instagrams we are the look what you made me view rudy's <laughs> on there yes theo and can we not reference oh my god we didn't ask the most important question of the whole podcast oh, we don't need to ask the question there's nobody evil enough in this we know the mayor is the mayor worse is the mayor worse than bill, than bill cosby, cosby? We need to know. God, the way we talked about him, I think he is. No, because he hasn't drugged any women. I'm gonna I'm gonna he say He dragged women. He did drag. Yeah. Um, and he did murder. You know what? Bill Cosby, to my knowledge, has not murdered a woman. We don't we have not found the body yet. God damn it, is yeah. the mayor actually worse than Bill Cosby? I think he might be. Damn. Did we think that we weren't going to find somebody worse than him? Or we, I was, no, no. I think my point was I'm pretty sure we're going to find many people that are worse than him. <laughs> and the bit is kind of done because, yeah, lots of people are going to be worse than Bill Cosby. Especially so are we like trying to make him? Movies. Yeah. Are we trying to make Bill Cosby seem less bad by. No, I think we're trying to reiterate the fact that Bill Cosby is worse than like most TV movie villains. Many. But I, many. I think my point being, we're going to find so many that it it's almost going to look good on, you know, for Bill. I don't know about that, man. Okay. I think so far we have not found a single character who is worse than Bill Cosby. Today, we did. Just today. This is the first. Tonight. Think about how many podcast episodes we have podcasted. All right. Looking forward to the Iron Giant next episode. You guys, send us all them emails and everything about all the stuff that you uh, think that we need to know that we didn't say that you think we are not thinking about that we should have planned on talking about because we didn't do the research and now because we can't do the research we have been drowned in pudding (laughs) 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 so putting your fingers on the keyboards and sending too many emails uh check us out on instagram at uh look what you made me view uh and the um, email address look what you made me view at gmail.com yeah yeah you know exactly how it's spelled don't ask me Tell us your cool Dolomite stories. If you've got a story yeah. about Dolomite, like the first time you watched it or who passed it along to you, I really want to know. Yeah, I know this movie, you know, thoroughly, uh, you know, 
the lines and everything, but I don't know a whole lot about the history. So uh, if you have some tidbits, uh, send us some messages on the Instagram or at the Jamails. Dot com. All right. Bye, everybody. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Boing, boing.